0: hello everybody hi i'm Dee, and this is marcy let's see i want to see if it can i was trying to find it on facebook to make sure that we are live Ugh.
1: just it wanted to like... confirm mine I has a countdown
0: does it okay ah mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we are live.
1: All right.
0: Well, maybe we can Hi, just everyone. wait. We can wait and see if anybody joins us. I'm not sure how to like, it. if it, show, oh, look, it shows us at the top of the screen on this. So it we can wait. for. Yeah. Uh, on mine. I don't know if you can see it right next. Do you have a live uh, counter yes. on it?
1: I have a. It says live, but it's just the time. It says a minute and 28 seconds. I don't see anybody. I don't see how you could see. I'm not sure I can see that.
0: Yeah, I have on my end. It has a counter of who has joined us. So we're just going to sit here and chat. Um, Let's see. And that's in the I see this one in the support group. Looking for the one on the page. Let's see. Make sure it is live on the page. Okay. Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. It
1: is on the page, yay!
0: Okay. This is the first for us. We are basically launching our podcast with a a go live.
1: <laughs> uh, what a way to start!
0: Yeah, let's just jump into the deep end, right? <laughs>
1: You're right. <laughs> Sink or swim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one person that's joined us. <laughs> Yay!
1: <This is> my <laughs> makeshift chair cover falls down.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Alrighty. So today we are going to be kind of talking about the Duggar verdict and kind of all of the things related to like ATI, IBLP, um, different things like that. Um, that kind of contribute to what happened today, um, how some of the teachings, um, have resulted in other instances like this. Um, Maybe a little speculation on maybe what, um, hello, Facebook user. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see who that is commenting. Oh, look at that. Um, I've never used StreamYard with Facebook. So I wonder if I, oh, I've got to turn my volume down all right i have the live chat on so let's see it might be delayed of what i can see on facebook um oh they love you marcy um because yeah because on the um
1: oh hi jennifer i see you now <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i can't see on my end who's commenting yeah because
1: on... so... um it is yeah, look
0: i can show her comment
1: <laughs> there we go
0: <laughs> oh my goodness one day we'll have this on youtube So, um, apparently, you have to set it up 24 hours in advance, and I had no idea. So,
1: well, we'll do that next time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So, I am going to go ahead and run our intro for maybe those of y'all that have not seen it yet. Um, Just so y'all got to get an overview of what our podcast is going to be about. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to
1: Umbrella Rebellion. Rebellion. I'm Marcy. And I'm Dee. We are finding healing after leaving a cult.
0: We will be discussing abuse and personal experience with the ATI, IBLP,
1: and Fundamental Churches. Trigger warning. This podcast may contain descriptions of various forms of abuse. Please take care for your safety and well-being while you're listening. If the
0: content becomes too much for you to handle. Please turn this off. We hope to expose harmful teachings that lead to and justify abuse.
1: With the hope that those that are experiencing abuse can find support and escape from it.
0: All right, guys. So that's kind of an overview of what our podcast will be about. Um, We have one um, podcast that I have ready to... Show um, probably maybe next week. I may wait till after the holidays to start putting them out so I have time to edit some more that we have. Um, but we just kind of wanted to take the opportunity of the verdict from, um, goodness gracious, this thing, um, the verdict from Josh's case that came today to kind of have a discussion about, um, you know, different things. Um, so I don't know how Facebook feels about different words being used. So I've noticed that a lot of people will refer to it as CP, um, or, uh, CSA, I think. Um, just so the algorithms won't boot them off and they can't have the discussion anymore. So if I am referring to CP or CSA, those you can kind of figure out what those mean. <clears throat> it's what Josh got in trouble for. So um I'm sure anybody who is on this channel might know that Josh Duggar is an ATI family. They were on the TLC channel. They had a reality show for many, many years. Um, Josh has been in and out of trouble when it comes to different um, naughty things. <laughs> um, so, you know, leave us a comment. Like, what is what is it that you are interested in knowing about today's verdict? Have you seen today's verdict? Um, what would you like to talk about when it, you know, concerns you know, the cults and, you know, the CP that happened or the CSA that happened. Um, we'd love to, um, kind of open the dialogue and have a conversation today. So, um, now I do have, um, let's see, I have an AP article that I can pull up here share screen let's see this is the first time i'm doing this live so um it's
1: a learning curve
0: (laughs) it is it is so y'all are helping us figure this out so i appreciate that um all right so the headline is reality tv's josh duggar convicted of cp possession um so, the jury in Fayetteville, Little Rock, found 33-year-old Duggar guilty of one count each of receiving and possessing CP. He faces up to 20 years in prison and fines of up to $250,000 for each count um, when he's sentenced. Um, so, I did see an interview with the prosecutorial prosecutorial team um, and I thought they did a really good job of kind of breaking it down for us. Um, so I um, can't remember. I don't have that up. So I'll have to pull that up in a minute. And I can leave a, descri- a link in the description or in the comments or stuff um, to try and link that news brief to y'all. The The defense only comment was we're looking forward to appeals. And that they were going to do that at the time that it was appropriate. Um, Let's see. So sad, a comment. Uh, So sad that his dad took his side and left the girl's sisters, daughters in the dust. Just another reflection of the cult's effects on women. Leave them in the dust. And, you know, you are.
1: Absolutely correct. Yeah. It's always about the male. uh, The males in the family. I mean, those are the,
0: those are the most important, obviously. So, you know, um, despite the Bible saying, you know, protect the little ones and whoever offends a child is worse than whatever. I don't remember the verses offhand.
1: Yes. Better to have a um, stone around your neck and be cast into the sea, I think was the verse that. that Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes um I'm gonna play around with the settings a little bit um <laughs> now zoom in zoom in <laughs> so, yeah yeah um males are the privileged and white yeah. males even more um yeah you know heads of the family and yeah. that was something that I was thinking about, you know, that you know, when Marcy and I were both in ATI IBLP, um, and you know, it was um, taught that you know you had to be. Um, that's funny. I can't see any of your friends commenting on our page. That's weird. Oh, well, here. Look here. <laughs>
1: Okay. So, hi, Olivia. I see that you're on here. Uh, and hi, Jennifer Olivia. was
0: saying that, yes, males are the privileged. Okay. So, um, you know, I was thinking, you know, with the umbrella of protection, the authority and everything, Anna's going to need a new male authority. You know, is it going to be Jim Bob? Is it going to be her dad? Is it going to be one of her brothers? They made they mean- were going to
1: surround her. What's when that? When, I think there's in their statement they said they were going to surround her with support. Um, if she if she is the wife, then it would be under technically. I think it would be under his authority, so she'll probably have to answer to him.
0: Which is scary. Which is, Which scary. is
1: scary. Scary. <laughs> so scary. Because you know he's not going to listen to her.
0: Well, no. I mean, she doesn't. I mean, what voice does Anna have now? Mm -mm. and she's not going to have a voice, she's going to have even less of a voice now that she doesn't have her husband protect her, which he really didn't do a great job of anyway, so um, you know, and it's like I feel like she's so secluded in that environment because number one, Josh was kind of not accepted by all of his siblings, and they kind of were standoffish about Josh anyway and mm-hmm. so now that for obvious reasons,
1: <laughs> for obvious reasons. right
0: Just, yes. she was isolated to begin with and in that culture especially if you're a mom starting to have a whole bunch of children it's really you know hard number 1 to get out of the house and do anything and then your community is who's around you and that was Jim Bob and Michelle And so like what community does Anna really have and what information is she getting? It's all skewed. Like Mm -hmm. I was hearing somebody talk about how, you know, she had said that it was, you know, Joe Biden that did this. And it's like, that's her reality. That truly is what she believes because this is what's being fed to her. Mm
1: -hmm. There's no, there's no outside input. And, um, and that is really typical of ATI. Um, growing up and then as you move into adulthood, there's just really no other source for any kind of reality check on anything, um, which is where, right where she is. So, you know, um, but isn't that true of most abuse? Like, um, you know, you, you are so enmeshed in it that you can't see outside of it.
0: All right. Um there was a comment, proud of the women for trying to use their voice, praying she can rise above and push through and not give up. Finding my voice as a former member has been so hard, yet so freeing and empowering. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, any healthy, healthy community. community. hmm Yes. Yeah. Amen to that. I um I wish we could reach Anna with a healthy community. I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are so many people and I have different little communities that I'm part of. Um, There's kind of like this Fundy Snark community. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Fundy Fridays, Um, but she reviews different fundamental, you know, people and she kind of like rips them to shred. I I love it. It makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, the, the thing is, is that those people really don't understand what it's like to be in it. So Mm -hmm. they're reviewing it from an outside source, whereas you and I have been in it. And so we have a little bit more compassion when it comes to people who are stuck in those situations. Mm -hmm. Um, It's
1: real hard to understand getting out of abuse and how hard that is and how, how foggy that world is when you're trying to get out. Like, unless you've been there, it's it's real hard to understand that. So, um, you know, what she really needs is a group of women that, you know, have been in some level of abuse before that can
0: help. Her. Yeah. And I mean, even the ATI, IBLP, you know, community, so she, they can be like, okay, here, yeah. <laughs> this is what yeah. you are taught. And yeah. we understand that yeah. because she's not going to receive anything from anybody that wasn't there, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, and that's, and I get so conflicted with this because, you know, and for those that don't know me, I did not grow up in ATI. I actually joined it when I was 17, almost 18. Um, and so it wasn't ingrained in me like it was some of, you know, the people who grew up from a small age. Um, and even then, you know, that stuff being in your head and I don't, I forgot the track of thought
1: I was going on. <laughs> Um, Olivia made a comment. She said, absolutely true. No outside input. Anything considered the world was completely not accepted in my family growing up. And that is exactly what we're, we're going to address here is, is um, what was the thinking and um, what was acceptable and what wasn't. And, um, and yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: like for, Okay, so I think that's where I was going. Like, I had mm-hmm. been in, in the world. I grew up Catholic, um, uh-huh. went to Catholic school, um, and then I was homeschooled for ho- high school. And then my parents joined ATI in and in IBLP after I had left home. And, um, you know, so even though I had been in the world, I took all of what I've learned in the world. And I'm like, well, that was bad. And I closed myself off to it. So um you know even for you know adults who come into this they are generally going to close themselves off to outside sources so it's really going to be someone that can you know reach her from the inside you know and um oh Bobby Bobby Holt she seems to be finding her voice did you um hear about her testimony
1: Mm-mm.
0: Um, so she was apparently part of, um, let me see if I can, um,
1: the name sounds familiar, but I don't remember what
0: he was the pastor's wife who the Duggars had gone to when he had the issues before yes. like, and when he was a teen yes. and the counseling and, she, and, and they tried she, to,
1: she was a witness.
0: She was. And she was yes. And then they had... Um, Good for
1: her. That was brave of yeah. her, too.
0: I mean, I was like, go, Bobby. Like, wow. I mean,
1: <laughs> that, that I'm impressed. Even just outside of ATI, just in a fundamental church setting, which is freer than ATI, that is even unheard of and really hard to do because, mm-hmm. you know, you get your quote unquote excommunicated.
0: So um, what I was, yeah, what I had heard was that they were trying, they were trying, the defense was trying to uh, strike down the, um, her testimony of -hmm. the past abuse because she was a pastor, minister, whatever. And it's like, yes, it was under some
1: kind of, some kind of, um, I read that where they were trying to. Privileged conversation, yes, yeah. because she was leadership, and we're like, that's not leadership. There's, there she's in no way, shape, or form leadership. No, not in a patriarchal system like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everybody was like, nope. I mean, even even if she was in that capacity, like some of their conversations were in their bedroom. Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't know that. Apparently, Josh was courting. Um, the, one of the Holt's daughters at the time. And then they were like, nope, breaks, and all that kind of stuff.
1: I had not heard that one.
0: That that I was, I, that yeah. From what I understood, her testimony said that. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see.
1: Well, that that, I mean, this is all speculation, but if she knew that, and then he went and courted someone else that speaks to um, that community and how much that is covered up. Like you may know information, but you have to save face for, for the men. And so mm-hmm. you don't share.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, she was probably told to be quiet about it, you know. Yeah, sure and...
1: she was. yeah. yeah. Or she just felt that she needed to be to, to, to save face for them.
0: Or, you know, oh, well, let's not ruin his life because he can change, right? Who knows? Let's see. So there's an article here, and I'll share it and read it a little bit. Um, If I can get it. Let's see. I think that's it. Okay. So, um, all right. Holtz, whose daughter dated Josh in 2002 and 2003, told the court that Jim Bob called her and her husband, um, I guess, at his home on March 3rd, 30th, 2003, I can't speak today, to discuss what Josh has done. Upon arrival, the Holtz learned that Josh had confessed to touching the protected areas of four young girls. Um, Including one earlier that day in a Bible study. Um, Let's see. From when he told me it started at age 12 until March 30th, 2003, Holt told the court. Um, I went to go tell Jim, Bob and Michelle, but they said they didn't want to hear it. Holt said adding people began to be aware. Wow, that's damning. Mm -hmm. That's throwing Jim Bob under the bus.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, It's been like 18, 19 years ago. Um, He said under examination, we tried to. Oh, that was uh, when Jim Bob Duggar got on. He was trying to say like, well, I don't remember what was said.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You know, we try to handle these things in house. Yeah, that's what the problem is.
1: <laughs> um, yes, and that's not uncommon for the for H I H- either. I mean, well, I mean, it's how they handle it. Right. You know, not <laughs> uncommon. They just is how they do it. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, it's like let's not ruin God's name. Let's not, you know, do this. Let's not do that, you know. Um. So yeah. And then I, th- I was hearing that in part of her testimony, she was like, I'll never forget that. Like you just can't forget being told that. Yeah. You you wouldn't. Um let's see.
1: Oh, Olivia, Olivia says, says in house offer security for
0: everyone except the abused, and that is so Exactly. Pretty- exactly. It does, it does. Um, so you know, um I mean what you know, mm-hmm. when when the leader of the um cult is also a perpetrator you can only yeah. i mean it's just perpetuated i mean it's perpetuated by the wisdom booklets it's perpetuated by the way that they handle situations it's perpetuated by you know trying to save face and not ruin the organization's name and it's like did you learn nothing from the catholics like come on
1: <laughs> Hiding it doesn't
0: solve the problem.
1: No, it doesn't solve the problem. I can say from experience that um <clears throat> anything that when I was serving at headquarters up north that anything of even slightly sexual nature um at all, the the guy was always um counseled um all, like at a campus, um usually Northwoods. Um, and the girl was always sent home. So the girl was not helped at all. And the boy, and the guy was always taken under wing and hidden away for a few weeks so that the, the situation would die down. Because Northwoods north is up north. Nobody ever goes up there. It's for the lead of the lead of the lead. And um, so they would hide him away for a while. And then usually he would get sent home. Or sometimes reinstituted in a different training center right They would keep them on they just put in somewhere else where nobody else knew what the situation was because they quieted it down so this this um <clears throat> kind of how they're handling it is exactly it it's just it's been done over and over and over and over again they were probably if they got counsel from anyone they were probably told to do it that way
0: well yeah of course i mean yeah. you know like that would be, I mean, and I'm pretty sure almost the same exact steps are are laid out in the wisdom booklets, yeah, if yeah, I recall correctly.
1: I don't you know don't remember if they were that explicit, but um but how to handle a, any kind of um
0: controversy. Mm-hmm, controversy yeah.
1: whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, it's always conflict, right? Um yes. yeah, and then you know, these poor girls are confused about what actually happened you know, Um, and they're wondering if they did anything wrong because well, the wisdom booklets say, well, you did something wrong. You know, you you made your brother stumble. So obviously it's your fault. And then let's double down on that and say, well, you have to go home now. So Mm -hmm. really it is your fault. And Mm -hmm. then we're just gonna, you know, bring the boy over here and he's gonna get some intensive counseling, but you go home to your daddy Mm-hmm. And who knows what can well, happen
1: in in the in the training centers? Uh, going home was like the ultimate punishment too, because to be serving there was a was a big deal, and so mm-hmm. to be sent home was like the ultimate shame, because you're right. being ex, not excommunicated but you you were it was a shameful thing. So the right, so being, you know, yes.
0: Well, yeah, I mean. for sure because what you couldn't you know do the right thing for however many months you were there so you know i'm sure the parents weren't nice when sometimes when they you know came home and stuff so
1: i don't know i i never really um the few that i knew that got sent home i never really heard from them again (laughs) um which you know which is so sad
0: um let's see Olivia says it's kind of the basis of the umbrella, isn't it? Very Catholic vibes, actually, because the husband men are getting to interpret God's word with absolutely no accountability themselves. I mean, it it really is. It It really is. It really
1: is. It's a a weird mix of a whole bunch of different ideas. Um, Catholic and some Protestant. And it's like he's taking it and mixed it in a pot and.
0: Um, Well, I mean, Gothard was almost like the Pope, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) You know, I mean, in the ATI,
0: IBLP circles, he would basically be what the Pope was. You know, I am getting my instruction from God and I am going to put it in this pamphlet and you're going to read it and then you're going to implement it. And then, you know, and then it's open for interpretation as well, just like the Bible is. And, you know, some people interpret it literally, and some interpret it liberally. I, I mean, there was a few people that I met in IBL, like three, that were kind of more liberal, but they were still like, <laughs> like uber conservative for, for
1: liberal. <laughs> yes. um, so,
0: you know, it's like um. and then, you know, it's like I've heard so many stories like, you know, way back when Recovering Grace had, you know, first came out, you know, about, you know, how abusive families could be and I was like what like in this community like this was supposed to be the creme de la creme of the Christians right and it was yeah. like mind-boggling to me and then as I started to get out of it it was like oh I get it now it basically is a breeding ground for it mm-hmm. yep the materials are like this manifesto of, I don't know, like grooming materials. Like the whole thing. It's so icky. Oh, let's see. Um, and I remember the more fringe ATI people always being about. gossiped about. They were considered the rebels for sure. Oh, oh yes. absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so. So I don't know if we want to mention what house we lived in at at um, IBLP. <laughs> I don't see. But what there I was want. The- <laughs> <laughs> we, might,
1: we might have some fellow people on here that that lived there.
0: <laughs> okay, so we were in Brook Manor, and I was only there we're for rookies. three months. Rookies, yay! I don't know if I'm to be excited about that. Other than the people there were were awesome, and I have lifelong friendships from it. Yeah, but um, anyway, um there was this one girl that that lived in in brook house with us and i actually worked with her for a while and i went home with her to um where she lived i'm not gonna say where um but like i was like so aghast that her church was like um played christian rock and (laughs) i was like what like y'all do that like i didn't know anybody did that in this you know
1: (laughs) because you you weren't supposed to if if you were more on the liberal side you just didn't say no you (laughs) didn't and i was like oh my Uh
0: gosh like they have christian people that listen to christian rock and it's what where am i (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it was it was really funny so i was like okay so it's not all this like you know stringent you know, everybody doesn't feel follow Bill Gothard hundred percent of the way. And I was like, that was kind of like my first introduction into someone that was a little bit loose with their Bill Gothard interpretations, you know. There were and so like, many
1: shades, so many shades.
0: And, and and it was funny because they acted like there weren't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Some of it so, was unspoken. What's that? Some of it was unspoken.
0: Oh, but, for sure. You know mm-hmm
1: yeah the higher a lot key. i mean
0: a lot of it when it came to the women was more unspoken than anything
1: yeah yeah it wasn't like um like we were talking about earlier where the the materials may have spelled out some but they didn't spell out that they didn't they um because the husband was supposed to honor the wife but um, there's a lot of other subtle things in there to of the patriarchy
0: yeah so um maybe we should kind of like you know talk about um i'm trying to think like what knowledge someone who grew up in this circle would have of anything related to intimate relations when i mean we don't have to get into detail i mean who wants i don't want to talk about that but you know like in general like let's you know in we're talking about to what
1: maybe Anna would know.
0: Yeah, I mean and, like yeah. she was when I, I just looked at a video today um that was it was a like a body um what is that called? Oh my god, I can't An think enemy? of it. The, well they body language. Body language, like, yes. They, he says how to read yeah. body
1: language, yes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so they were like interpreting body language based off of and I they were reviewing the proposal video from mm-hmm. when Josh proposed to Anna. And I was oh, wow, just like, to be. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. So I didn't get through the whole proposal before I had, I had to go off and do something else. But I was like, wow, like she just looks like she just doesn't know anything.
1: She wouldn't. Most of the time it yeah. was not, it was a taboo subject. Anything mm-hmm. inside of marriage, physical, physical, um, relations inside of marriage was usually a taboo subject. Um, I don't know it, it, different families had different levels <laughs> of that, but for the most part, it was not discussed. Um, it wasn't discussed in our family. Like there was no, there was no teaching. There was no safety, um, like, um, body safety or personal safety, um, taught. That's why it's so extremely easy for um, people coming out of the cult to be taken advantage of because yeah. one, they've been sheltered and they're, they're pretty naive about the world in, in and of itself. But two, they don't know healthy, safe boundaries. And right. um, so she, I, you know, it would be my guess that she probably didn't or doesn't even still now as a married woman know much.
0: I mean, I, I didn't really understand healthy boundaries until I was probably in my late twenties mm-hmm. and I grew up in the world and I had knowledge of, you know, intimate relations before I got into IVLP. So it's like, I wasn't, you know, a naive person when I came into it. So I was coming at it differently. So it was really hard to unknow the things I knew to be able to put myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, even then it's like I was not taught in school or by my parents healthy boundaries or that no was a thing. Like, yeah,
1: no. Well, and, and, um, and it's taught within the HI circles in marriage, the woman can't say no, there isn't Mm -hmm. no. Um, so it's not, it's, or at least it's frowned upon. (laughs) So she, yeah, so she wouldn't, um, you're not supposed to deny that to your husband. So, um, it would surprise me very much that she had any knowledge of anything outside of marriage, much less what she heard in that courtroom, which makes me so very sad for her.
0: Well, I know that she walked out on some of
1: it. Yeah. yeah,
0: But she, they, the prosecutor, I think had left his computer on and she did see some images. Um, And from what I heard, she didn't really have a reaction, which is like, I'm just wondering like how sleep deprived she is with a newborn baby right now. Like how we, right. needs-
1: nobody can think straight with a newborn baby. Nobody's getting any yeah. kind of sleep. Um, Olivia has made some comments here.
0: I'll put it up. You want to read it?
1: Oh, it says, honestly, I think adults who grew up in HAI who were who aren't married yet, have a very small knowledge of sex or anything labeled inappropriate. My family even censored parts of the Bible that were Um, more mature topics like rape rape and told me not to read things that were only meant for marriage or would give me bad thoughts and that is absolutely Mm -hmm. correct because that's the same thing that happened to me as a kid even Mm -hmm. in a very small portion of tv that we were um, allowed to watch we covered up the tv when they were kissing oh wow just a a peck just if they got anywhere near to one another's faces the, the tv was covered or we were trained to cover our eyes so um that's yeah it was extremely censored.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember when my brother was young and, and my little sister, I have a little sister who's 20 years younger than I am, so she, like, really grew up in the AGI thing. Um, And they would watch a bunch of old movies, and then even then, it was like, you know, yeah, yeah. the sound yeah. of Music kissing scene was always skipped.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. My mom made me skip that whole, like, one of the whole songs because she didn't. She thought it was bad. <laughs> yes. Oh, or man. Disney. We were covered at Disney, too. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's, it's amazing to me looking back, like, what things were considered evil and mm. not... Appropriate to yeah. that.
1: It's funny now, but in yeah. context of this, this just mm-hmm. tells you how little or how mm-hmm. much that is controlled, and how little um, even you right. own- know, know about that, or that, that are, they're just not in a place to even keep themselves safe, much less um, understand with yeah. children or anything
0: yeah i mean and that's the thing it's like as a child you have no consent to anything in that environment because you are told what to do how to do it how often to do it when you can do it and if you complain or gripe or anything you're gonna have you know consequences you know whether it be physical or otherwise depending on your family um you know, and I know my my mom read to train up a child, and I was horrified at some of the stuff that she did, but, like, I was a terrible child, and I was very rebellious, so I was like, well, maybe this is what's going to help her not be like me, you know? <laughs> and then I adopted some of that when I had kids when I was little, when they were little, when I was little. No, I didn't have kids when I was little. Um <laughs> I adopted some of those techniques because I thought they were going to save my kids from being holy terrors, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, now my kids have PTSD. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think um, I think a lot of parents coming into ATI probably did the same exact thing. This was guaranteed to keep the children safe. And what parent doesn't want to keep their children safe? But it right. was such an extreme. Mm-hmm. And the oh. nobody, once they were in, they didn't stop. Or, sense, right. or this doesn't, you know, this is too much or whatever. Um, so a lot of it was just done in the name of protection of the children, but it's not, <laughs> it didn't really right. anything, it made them more vulnerable, honestly.
0: It, it did, and and you know, looking back now, it's like if you break the will of a child when they come an adult, what will do they have to stand up for themselves? None, mm-hmm. you've broken it.
1: Yeah, no, they broke it. I've struggled with that growing up as an adult, um, having a will of my own because my will one, I was so compliant anyway. I'm just a compliant personality. Two, wasn't given the choice or trained up because I started at five in ATI, so I grew up in this. My mind has they they trained me from very very young, so I didn't know anything else. So I didn't start learning all the normal things until I was 24 when I got out. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had to re relearn a lot of that. And even still now at 42, I still have to retrain my brain and say, "Nope, nope you have a choice in this. You know, you do not have to imply, or you, you get to choose.
0: Right. You get to choose what you feel is healthy. Yeah. And that is something that yeah. is not taught, not even to the, the boys or the men. It's, you know, it's, it's, this you is the don't way. don't have to ask
1: permission. That's the other thing. I don't have to ask permission. Right. I have to ma- ask permission. I can make the decision and then I get to decide what consequences I want to live with, <laughs> you know?
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then and then realizing that all of the bad decisions that you were going to make when you were younger really weren't that bad. And the consequences- they really weren't that bad.
1: And they would have protected me from making much worse ones as an adult, which I did make. So it pro- it would have saved me a lot of grief. Because I would have learned in a small way then instead of in a large way as an adult.
0: Right. And I'm raising teenage boys right now. And so trying to teach them, you know, like, it's okay to make a mistake, but you Mm -hmm. still have consequences. And then learning, like, when you should let it slide. Yeah. When you should let it slide and be like, look, you made a mistake. We can Mm -hmm. have a conversation. Let's Mm -hmm. try and do it better. And then mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, you can't have access to the car because they're driving now. You know. Yes. <laughs> like-
1: yes. <laughs> yes. You're in the teenage mode. I'm still in the very much the toddler mode, um, or young, young, uh, young elementary. So more. I'm, yeah. Right now. Young elementary. Yeah. But yes, it's the hard very to- formative <laughs> when years when you don't know. Like I've known nothing else, so it's been it's been a. Um, learning curve for me as a parent too, because I'm trying to essentially reparent myself in the, to more healthy yeah. lifestyle and then parent my children at the same time with those things. So, um, yeah.
0: And that's hard because then you're like, okay, this parenting decision and it's like, okay, this is what I should do. And you're like, wait. Because you, you automatically is- revert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, yeah. is this cult teaching or is this reasonable. (laughs) like, And I find myself even doing that to this day. Like, I mean, um, when I I started getting out of it, my child, my oldest was six, my youngest Mm -hmm. was four months old. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, my youngest is now 10. My oldest is almost 17. And Mm -hmm. so I still to this day am like, is this cult teaching? Or is this reasonable parenting? And I've been I've gotten remarried and I have a very non-fundamental, you know, um, husband now. And I'm like, well, you know, is this reasonable? Like, what would you do? And he's like, I don't know. I don't have your kids. I didn't have to raise your kids. Like, <laughs> you
1: <know? laughs> I'm like, yeah, Thanks. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Olivia says exactly. Kids need the, that strong will to survive the real world. You feel so ill-prepared to face even small things as an adult. Amen. A lot of young adults who grow up that way have the maturity of high school students just because um, they don't have the knowledge. And that have the
1: knowledge. Is Agreed. Spot on. Uh, spot, uh, spot on. Um, mm-hmm. I often find my, um, oh, I was going to say, what was I going to say about the girls? It had something to do with her quote. And <laughs> I've lost it. Now, now I'm lost it. Losing it. Oh, um, strong wills so um i don't think i've ever had a strong will i'm a pretty compliant person but my two daughters are very strong willed and it has been um it has been hard to find a balance of like you said consequence but also don't break that will i don't want to break that will i don't Mm -hmm. and that that was specifically taught in ati you were supposed Mm -hmm. to break that child's will hands down no exceptions mm-hmm. like that is what you're supposed to do as a parent even if it was extremely hard to do you break the will of that child because if they don't then they're not going to be compliant with God. and um so <laughs> i have swung the opposite way with my parenting is i don't want to break that well i need to mold it i need mm-hmm. to send it in the right direction but i don't want to break it because then i know my daughters are not um safe Right. I mean, give it a
0: positive direction. Yeah. Not necessarily give it a positive direction.
1: Break teach it. them how yeah, to, like, teach yeah. them, point in the right direction, teach them how to control the emotions that they can control, control, you know, um, manage, manage themselves, but, um, but don't break it. So I was just thinking
0: when you were saying that, you know, and that brings us to a, you know, facet of the abuse that happens in this. That's psychological abuse. That's what mm-hmm. people in non-religious, you know, things do when they're abusers and they are predators is they break the will of the people that mm-hmm. they are around. So they have no fight in them to mm-hmm. fight them when the real bad things Come out, you know, like they're going to be the sweet, the, you know, the caring, the doting person. And then it's going to be slowly like breaking that will of fight, you know, like what's wrong with you? That's normal. You know, there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with what I'm doing. And it's a small thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, well, you know, yeah. And right, exactly. And so it's the psychological abuse that breaks you down to conform you to what people want you to be, you know, and it's, it's so, so damaging. And it's just like,
1: it makes you susceptible um, later in life too. Um, Because I honestly think that, that relationship choices um, for me would not have been made had I not um, already been set up for that. if i had understood yeah to be groomed
0: yeah i mean it was basically like oh well this is familiar okay yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. olivia had another comment i remember being banned to my room literally all day long until my dad got home that day because my mother said my stubborn will had to be broken i think i was around seven or eight at the time wow wow
1: I'm so I mean, sorry. I can
0: understand banishing a teenager to their room all day. Like, I can't deal with you. Like, but a seven or eight-year-old? No. no, no, that's, that's solitary terrible. confinement. That's
1: bad. That's yeah. terrible.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh sorry you went through that, Olivia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of our um goal for the Umbrella Rebellion podcast and group is to give us a safe environment to talk to each other about the things we've gone through to um, you know help each other through those thought processes that we still are battling you know whether it's been 10 years three years 20 years that you've been out of it those thoughts still are so in there that it's really hard to get them out so you know we really just want to have a community. Um, where it's safe for those that have been in the cult and through these things to share and come alongside of each other and, you know, help build each other up because, you know, the, the world is here to try and drag us through the mud, you know, no matter what world you live in, you know, um, and, and no, nobody really understands what we've all been through unless you've been there. And, mm-hmm. you know, having the perspective of somebody else that's been there, done that and come through it, you know, can really can really help. And that's really what we want to do is build a support community for each other.
1: Yeah. And then maybe at some point, give you some resources to do that, that either we have found or other people have uh, put together or um, and it, maybe not even even outside of the cult. There's lots of resources out there. So we'll be posting some of those, too, as we go along
0: absolutely absolutely as time permits um you know i have a full-time job marcy is on a new life mission (laughs) (laughs) yes uh she has a house that you know she's constantly working on uh we have two houses now that we're constantly working on so and both of us um, have kids
1: i'm single mommy with two kids so she's got her her all her house full of boys but we'll we're here and we'll try to respond as fast as we can and we'll see what we can mm -hmm. put together for for you
0: and yeah and if you know there's anything specific that you're looking for um you know just send us a message um post it in the group on the page and we'll try and get you whatever you know um we can as far as resources go um olivia so thankful you guys are offering the safe space it wasn't until my first healthy relationship with my current partner when I was able to start realizing how deep the cut affected me and how abused I actually was. I mean, that is true for a lot of us. It takes one person that that understands healthy boundaries and relationships to teach us.
1: You yes. Know? Yeah. It was the same here. Yeah. It wasn't until the healthy relationship. I think we have a new person watching. Michelle, I see you there.
0: um first thank you for doing this this means the world i need the safety my family joined iblp when i was seven and even though we technically stopped when i was in high school most of my family still subscribes to all the teachings especially all that you have been talking about i have fully left the mindset and am in the process of therapy parenting and all the things, but I'm just wondering if you have any advice on how to navigate the aftermath. I'm also single and 33. Um, and I can't see the rest of the comment.
1: This says, uh, 33. And my family treats me like I'm a child since I'm not married. Any tips? <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to say, I see you. I hear you that they still treat you as a child because you're not married. Cause I had the same experience. Because I didn't get married until I was thirty, so um, that happened to me all the time. And my, my parents did that to me as well. So I I, I totally get that. Um, tips. Let me think. Um, you have any any thoughts on that? Be what I'm thinking. Um, one of the things I
0: would say is I don't know what your living situation is. If you're living with your parents or out on your own, um, boundaries healthy boundaries and deciding deciding what your boundaries are. Like, um, you know, mom and dad, I am an adult. You know, I understand I live in your house. Um, but let's just say you want to go out on a date and they want you home at 11 and you're 33 years old. And you're like, I can stay out till midnight. I'm okay <laughs> with that. And, you know, and if they give you the, well, you don't have to live here you know, then you have to be willing to, you know, get out on your own. So I would say, number one, decide what your boundaries are. If you're not living on your own and you are living with your parents, work towards trying to set yourself up to be able to possibly move out of your parents' house because it is really hard to set boundaries with people who don't respect them when you live with them. and um i would say that was my
1: first big step was to move out um i wasn't ready to move out i didn't have clues to what i was doing but um but that was the first big step um
0: Um, and if you don't know you know like what you need to do to be able to be ready to move out you know marcy and i both lived on our own for a while (laughs) where i have three kids all the mistakes all the mistakes yeah I've made them. I can tell you how to avoid them. (laughs) I mean, I was 17, went into the Air Force, moved back home, then went to to IBLP, got married, moved back home.
1: (laughs) Thankfully, but they still parent me. so annoying.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's boundaries. You know, I respect your opinion, but, you know, that's not what I'm going to do. You know, and Mm -hmm. at some point they're going to stop, you know, they're either going to stop telling you what to do or you're going to stop listening and you have to, you know, you have to be also another point is, are they a safe place to talk about what you want to do and where you're at? I mean, like you have to decide what is safe to talk with them and what isn't. And if they're not a safe place to go for advice, don't go to them for advice. Find someone that has, you know, advice that, you know, you would respect and would be more in line with where you want to be than people who are always going to fight you. Um, Don't share with them things that they're not going to agree with. I mean, it's really your life. You get to decide how much you share with them, Um, which is really hard because it was like, all of our business was supposed to be known by our parents. They don't need to know squat. They don't need to know when you pooped that day. They don't need to, who, where if you went to the grocery, what grocery you went to, because, you know, that can get, you know, sticky when you talk to your mom about what grocery you went to. I mean, I can remember I was 30 some odd years old.
1: I was a single <laughs> mom.
0: I had three kids And I was like, well, I stopped on the way to the grocery to pick up a few things. And my mom was pissed off at me because I didn't come straight home from work. And I'm like, I have three small children. Really? Ten extra minutes? Was it really that? You know, I'm like, come on now. It's like, have you tried to go to the grocery all the time with three small children? Boys who are like insane? No. (sighs) Um, Olivia says, yeah, it really comes down to not caring what they think and realizing that you will always be gaslit when you try to be real with people who don't accept you for who you really are.
1: Yeah. Yep. And right, Olivia. When D was talking about, um, don't, like, don't tell them or don't ask, find another source for asking advice. One of the best ones that I found was I found a couple of good girlfriends that were slightly older than me, like maybe five or 10 years older than me. And um, I I think one was at work and one was in a a Bible study at the time because I was attending a a different church from my parents. I I chose to go to a different church. That was part of my way of breaking away. That was one step. Um, And those people, I was able to um, get solid advice from them, um, life advice that I had never heard before or didn't learn growing up because it was you know ATI and my parents. So um that that was another resource that I used it was just girls that were slightly older than me that had a little bit more experience. <laughs> and I was able to ask them like a big sister, okay big sister, what do I do with this dating situation or was this going too far or what do I do about this um you know living on my own I've encountered this thing that I don't know how to handle um and they were able to give me good life advice. On
0: yeah um this person i'm not sure who it is y'all should do a whole podcast on dating haha ha, i need help
1: oh, that, that's michelle michelle joy is the one that joined it's just not too long ago. Yes, <laughs> michelle that is a
0: topic i will write it down i'm writing it down right now so yeah for sure if you have any also any specific <laughs> The last time I dated, I did it right, so I can at least there tell you, you that experience. <laughs> All of the times before, that. wrong. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, they're not safe to talk to you about much of anything, but they still expect me to tell them everything. Is that an IBLP thing? I'm not the only one that is really a fundamental IBLP slash fundamental thing is for the parents to want to know everything about you. I think sometimes it's also just a parent thing um, because they want to make sure that you're, Hmm. I'm sorry. I said hi Monica. I should have
1: waited. Sorry. That was my, bad. Um,
0: it's just a parent thing because you want to make sure that your children are making the best decisions. Um, But parents who don't understand that, kids have to make mistakes and learn from them um, and are controlling, you know, are the ones that aren't going to, you know, are going to want to know everything and every little detail. And, you know, it's, you've got to put the brakes on that. I mean, you have to say, I'm not talking to you about that. I mean, you don't have to be like that. Like, oh, you know, oh, my, my tea kettle's going off. I got to go talk to you later. You cut the conversation off if you're not comfortable with the topic, you know, I mean, oh, that's my line. I got to go. I was waiting for this call come up with any excuse that you can write them down and, you know, don't use the same one five times in a row, you know, you'll be good.
1: <laughs> or do you <it>, care? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could just not care. Like, Oh, my tea kettle
0: went off every time. And that could be, you know, they'll eventually figure out, Oh, well, if I talk about this our tea
1: kettle is going to go off, you know? So, um, you know, um, and if you go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, um, Olivia said that exactly what her parents did in complete control was um, a thing since she was not a man and I was going to say that, that even just being single or just coming out of this is not um, with my parents. So I, I was single till I was 30. I got married to an abusive partner. I was married for almost seven years. I had two ch- children and I left because he was abusive and I came back into my parents home and guess what happened? My dad sat down with my mother and said, so what are we going to do about Marcy's daughter's air infection? We really have to take care of this. I was sitting in the room nursing a baby, and he was asking my mom how they needed to handle my children and make the decision on what to do medically with them, me as the mom sitting in the room. And I said, hello. <laughs> I'm the mom, and I'm right here. And just because I'm not married or not with, my, I was still married at that point, just because I'm not with my husband doesn't mean and I'm under your roof does not mean I'm back under your authority and you get to decide about my children so it still happens (laughs) Um, I still had to put I was better in man boundaries then but it it, um, there is some part of that sometimes I think that just does not go away for for the parents that were in ATI and you just have to keep setting it down so just I guess what I'm trying to say is just keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again um yeah um
0: repetitiveness yeah i mean yeah. E- eventually they'll get the point i mean it's going mm-hmm. to be a hard road to toe you know at mm-hmm. first because they're not used to you setting boundaries
1: and anytime it was harder at the beginning than it, than it is now that was easy because mm-hmm. i had learned i was able to say no i'm a mom but that took 15 years of practice so just keep practicing
0: yep Yep. And, you know, sit down and really think about what, you know, even if you have to write it down, what are you willing to share with them? You know, decide. And, you know, sometimes when we write things down, we're, you know, more prone to follow through with that. Um, And then get your escape plans. Like, what are your escape plans? What are your options if you're at their house and there's a conversation you don't want to have? You know what I do? I'm not talking about that that's what i do now i mean it's been several years of you know figuring that out but it's like i'm i'm not going to have that conversation right now i'm not comfortable with that you know and saying i'm not comfortable with that is sometimes you know what you have to say and they they get it i mean um it's my parents are really more respectful of boundaries um they finally did go to some therapy and have learned about setting boundaries for themselves and respecting those for others. And so um, it's been really a learning process for our family. Um, And I will always be a proponent of therapy. I mean, if you're not in it, I highly suggest it because your therapist can be somebody that you can say, okay, this week I had this situation and this is what happened. And, you know, it's like, I want to handle that differently. And then they can kind of work with you to find some solutions to that that problem, you know, or that scenario, or whatever. So, um, you know, boundaries are the most important thing when it comes to separating yourself as an adult from your adult parents. You know, um, yeah. You have anything else to add to that?
1: Nope. I think I thought it was good. That would have been the next thing I was going to say was therapy, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I wish I had gotten it a lot earlier than I did. I think I would have rest a lot faster had I had a counselor um, yeah. and uh, I would say um, I would encourage you to not do it within. the church. still in the church please don't go to a counselor in the church because you don't know if they're certified and um, most of the time they're going to tell you the same thing so go to someone that has had the training that has gone to school that can give you a more balanced view. not not because it's not biblical just because it's based in science and the way your brain works and they have all the statistics of what normally happens like for instance um when i was coming out of that abusive relationship the counselor shared with me that it takes someone seven times to get out it, it that's the, what the statistics say that's what the numbers say is it takes seven tries for her to get out and i i was feeling bad because it took me four tries and the statistic is seven and so she was able to even give me numbers and they might be able to share their scientific things with you, help you um, more than just a counselor from the church.
0: So, yeah. And there are, um, and I'll try and find the resource. There was a podcast I listened to and it was about counselors who are trained um, to counsel people who have been in cults um, mm-hmm. because they have done extra special training because you know it's one thing to have a, a counselor um and you can even find a counselor who is a christian that has also gone through the training um if yes. you're not quite yes. comfortable with someone who you know, mm-hmm. doesn't have that's exactly like i did yeah yes, um, she was a
1: believer but in, she also understood ati um, it is rare to find what it does but this particular woman did she'd also been in an abusive relationship, like i just a, a, perfect person in my lap but look for one they'll
0: go with 25 either um, find somebody that's a good fit for you yeah yeah um she said absolutely am in therapy have been for five years but i don't know i didn't know that iblp was a cult until last year so working on this stuff now it wasn't until leah remini's scientology uh documentary that i realized iblp was a cult
1: i was like long time to say it. It looked, took me a long time to say it for me, too. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh, that's so much like IBLP. Oh, my God, <laughs> it was a cold. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 I'm like, all the control stuff, all the, you know, like, cutting you off, and, you know, like, I mean, a lot of people lose their community when they leave IBLP and ATI. And it's because you are supposed to be separated you know and so separation is i'm not gonna engage with you because you believe differently than me um and so you know and and that's another reason for the umbrella rebellion is we can be the community for those who have lost their community because it is really really hard to do life on your own and it is even harder to recover from being in a cult on your own with no support so um let's see um monica said i completely agree about the counseling avoid counselors who identify as christian counselors because they are often not ni- not licensed exactly yes. very very yes. important points yes
1: yeah. or they will tell you that they are licensed they will tell you they are licensed because but it's a very low level of license it's not um it's not true like Long term college level, you know, certified to the nth degree, so be careful about that.
0: Yeah, they went to some IBLP course and are now some kind of you know Christian (laughs) therapist. You know, that's that's what they did. I've been to several of those. Oh, yes. Mine is a certified psychotherapist and also happens to be a Christian, also a trauma counselor. She oh, that's good. Trauma counselor is good. knows about, IP. Oh, good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, trauma, a counselor who understands trauma is very important. I think for, um, or a trauma counselor who has been trained in it. I, I'm not sure if I'm speaking that correctly, um, is very important because, Our traumas are so multifaceted. It's not just physical trauma. It's not just mental trauma. It's physical, emotional, financial, spiritual, and um, whatever else you can think of abuse. I mean, it's it's every single facet of abuse that was especially to the women, especially to the women in this cult, is we had it all because we had absolutely no power. And we were all fed these lies that we didn't deserve it. And it's all abuse. It's abuse on so many levels. It's, it's insane. It's, I, I forgot the sexual abuse as well, you know, um, you know, because when you're in a marriage and you're not allowed to say no, and you don't feel like it, yes, there is marital rape and I have experienced it and it is a terrible thing. So, um,
1: well, it sounds like you're well on your way so good for you um yeah Michelle, what you've already accomplished cuz that's huge
0: yeah i'm very proud of you i mean that's uh, you know you're you seems like you're doing a lot of the the things that we've all done you know to try and help ourselves you know um and hopefully having this community um and a safe place will you know help you even more and if there's anything that we can do let us know mm-hmm. so or if um,
1: anybody else here has resources too that they want to contribute, please
0: do. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're we're limited can- in our knowledge and time, so we will definitely lean on the community to help us. You know, share resources. Yeah. So, is there any other like questions that y'all wanted to? Um, oh, I wanted to share with y'all. I don't know if y'all saw the Dillard's had a statement. So, um, I wanted to share that with y'all cause I, oops, I did not mean to do that. Share screen. Come on now. Uh, all right. So let me see. Don't we'll do it. Yeah, there we go. Um, so this is from their blog today. Um, today was difficult for our family. Our hearts go out to the victims of child abuse. Or any kind of exploitation. We are thankful for the hard work of law enforcement, including investigators, forensic analysis, prosecutors, and all others involved who save kids and hold accountable those responsible for their abuse. Let me see if I can get this. There we go. There we go. Um, <clears throat> so, those of nobody. You that
1: has- right, this is what we started out with. So, this was uh, with the Duggar thing.
0: Yeah, so nobody is above the law. It applies equally to everybody, no matter your wealth, status, associations, gender, race, or any other factor. Today, the people of Western District of Arkansas made that clear in their verdict. As a Christian, we believe we are all equal at the foot of the cross, and likewise, we are all equal under the law. Jesus warned his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden, that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Moreover, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. We have been lied to so much that we wanted to hear the evidence for ourselves in court. I think that statement alone speaks so many volumes about their experience in all of this. Um, After seeing all the evidence as it was presented, we believe that the jury reached a just verdict today, um, consistent with the truth beyond a reasonable doubt. Josh's actions have rippled far beyond the upper center of the offense itself. Children have scars, but his family is also suffering the fallout of his actions. Our hearts are sensitive to the Pains, Josh's wife, Anna, and their seven children have already endured and will continue to process in the future. This trial has felt more like a funeral than anything else. Josh's family has a long road ahead. We stand with them and we are praying for them and we will seek to support them however we can during this dark time. So, yeah, that, just trying to circle back to our um, our purpose of this live today was to kind of cover the josh jugger thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah um so we do have some episodes that we have recorded um i'm kind of thinking that we might Stick, wait till the beginning of the year to start putting any out which will give me some time to edit um, a couple more that we have and we have plans to record some more and you know maybe we can do some more lives because this was kind of fun to you know this and next fun. time yeah uh-huh. next time it'll actually be on YouTube too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Housekeeping items, Um, if you haven't joined the group, um, you can um, ask Marcy or I for the link, or you can find it under Umbrella Rebellion official group. Um, And then um, the YouTube channel is also Umbrella Rebellion. I will put the links in the comments or in the description. I think I can do it in the comments on the page and in the group. Um, We also have an Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah so uh sorry for the bunny trails i just got got diagnosed with adhd this year yes back to the Duggars. (laughs) i have adhd as well so i completely understand that and i'm good with rabbit trails
1: (laughs) (laughs) we admit tonight (laughs) but that's where that's where good contact comes from where good discussion comes from
0: yeah absolutely and you know it's like we We're just starting this community, so we don't know where y'all are all at. And we'd like to meet y'all where y'all are at. So Mm -hmm. um, with that, I think we're going to sign off today and get some sleep and some rest. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. And um, I am going to close this out with our extra from our YouTube channel. So our outro, whatever it's called. I don't know. It's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> y'all stay strong and if you need anything please reach out to us have a good night yes. bye, bye.